take four. Hey, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Never In Going Back again. podcast. This is episode 3.5. A little extra special half episode we're sticking in there. Um, just specifically for Mother's Day. Uh, we wanted to take some time to talk about the moms in our lives and how they've impacted us. So we want to make them their own extra special little shout out uh, episode. Um, Kevin, I'm gonna let you take over the reins. I know this podcast, uh, insert was your idea. So, uh, lay it on us. Let us know what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty excited. Um, first and foremost, there's, uh, it's just a fact. Everybody that knows me understands that there's not a, a mom in the world that doesn't absolutely adore me. So, you know, we got to make sure that we make a podcast for, for them. Um, for the ladies out there, they, every not mom, for your matter mom, what age, the moms of everyone around you that like you. Every mom, well, it's everybody's mom. So it's every, every single mom. I've never in my day, in my, in my day, in my single day, met one mom that has not, not only liked me, but has absolutely adored me. It's as if I made my way into family pictures. I got, you know, holiday cards, you know, it, it is whatever, whatever their, their way to show love is. I received it because every mom loves me. Okay. It's just the truth. All right. So we'll get into it a little bit. Um, no, the re- the main reason why I want to do the podcast is because I think we cannot give credit or we cannot take credit rather for what we've done or what we're about to do. If we don't mention the people that allow us or have honed us to be the people that we are, um, who are now capable of doing the things that we've done. So Whenever Mother's Day comes up, Mother's Day is, a, is an extremely, it's a really important day to me. Um, my, my birthday is on Mother's Day this year. My birthday is typically like it's right around Mother's Day. So I deal with this situation every year. And for, um, well, it's not really the people that don't know me, but my mother is my hero. She's always been my hero um, ever, since I, ever since I could remember. I've been a mama's boy growing up my entire life. It's been whatever she says is gospel, like my entire life. So a mother's knows best is, is, is exactly, you know, how I grew up. So this, this podcast, I'm really excited to kind of, to make it for her and to make it for obviously all the moms and stuff like that. Because they, moms are freaking superheroes, man. Like growing up, moms are freaking superheroes. And I know, especially Danny, I know about, uh, with your mom, all the things that she did to keep a roof over your head. And I'm really excited for you to kind of share that. But uh, me personally, my mom was a superhero that it's like, I can't even explain how important, how powerful, how impactful that she is. Starting from whenever I was a, a kid and I went to every single sporting event. And I didn't realize until now, like all those sporting events costed money. Like we did not have a crazy amount of money growing up, but we were in every single thing. Um, my mom was the booster for things. She ran the concession stand at the baseball field. She was working a full-time job while being a full-time mom and working like eight different kind of sporting events at the same times. It was absolutely insane. Uh, she gave me my first ever bulldog for Christmas one year. Um, and now obviously anybody, like I said, anybody who knows me is gonna, and knows that I love bulldogs. I got my own little bulldog here. Um, it's, you know, in our, uh, it's in our picture for our podcast, uh, old Bucky, old Buckminster Fuller. Um, so without beating around the bush too much, cause like I said, it, it's, it's going to be really difficult to surmise all that she meant, but 
I think the the huge reasons why this is such an impactful day for me is because of a few characteristics that's my, that my mom left with me. So my mom passed away whenever I was a sophomore in high school. Um, unfortunately, she had she was diagnosed with ALS, uh, which is an autoimmune uh, deficiency disease, and which essentially just means that your immune system just starts shutting down. Like the muscles just kind of start eating away at themselves. And it's not exactly the way that you want to watch your superhero, um, you know, go out. But the things that people do, what, what people do in difficult situations tells you every single thing about who they are. And I had an amazing opportunity to watch my superhero fight through the most ridiculous adversity in the world and still come out and still come out looking like a superhero. And, um, it's amazing to look back at. And so a little bit about my mom, my mom grew up, she was around all over the place. Uh, she lived in Colorado. She lived in Florida. She lived in, uh, and obviously Illinois, mountain, Mount Olive, Illinois and Staunton, Illinois, where my dad and my mom met. It's ridiculous. Two small towns. The the likelihood of those two meeting in a town of 2000 people and a town of 5,000 people is not high. Um, so they met there. Um, they had, my mom was extremely young when she had my brother. I think she was 18 years old when she had my brother. She was 20 years old when she had me and they worked every, I remember my mom worked multiple jobs. My dad worked multiple jobs all while making this happen. And then a lot of the teachers I found out actually while I was in high school that they would homeschool my mom while she was at while she was at home with me because that's uh man, what was her name? I forgot her name right off the top of my head starts with a G, but she would say, man, I used to always come. I used to see you when you were a baby because I used to come over and teach your mom after, after school. So she always figured out a way to get things done. I always admired that about her. And it seemed like there was always adversity. So it was always really great to watch. Whenever I was younger, my, my parents actually created the, the small, the little league flag football league in my town, which was so freaking cool. My mom, who'd have thought ran all of it, just like she did everything else. And then slowly it started to happen as, as like my mom started to deteriorate a little bit after she was diagnosed. I believe it was my seventh or eighth grade year that we were told. And at that time, you're a seventh or an eighth grader. Like you don't understand the finality of something like that happening. Um, even like I could see, obviously, my dad crying, my mom crying. I've only seen my dad cry like three times in my life. And this was obviously one of it. So I knew it was severe, but you don't really understand things as a kid. And... It's like the next day, she continued to drive us to school until she couldn't. She continued to do every single thing that she could until she couldn't. It's like she left it all on the field. And it was, I know that's a sports term, but hopefully, you know, a lot of our listeners can understand it. But she did every single thing that she could to not make an excuse. And it was really amazing to watch. So hopefully I don't pass over too much stuff. But um, there's one, I won't get into everything, but the huge thing that made the the biggest impact. My mom was always extremely loving. She was extremely selfish, but she was also like a badass. Like she wouldn't let shit fly ever. Like if we were out of line immediately, she was on us. So, um, but the one, the one, uh, story that I remember so finely, uh, of my mom was my dad went to make, uh, whenever my mom was in the latter stages, she went to make her will. And like, I'm sorry, my dad went to make my mom's, my mom's will and like the plans and stuff like that for her funeral. 
because uh, it was you know it was coming up at least in the next year. Whenever you get ALS, just so everybody knows out there, it only the average range of life for an, for a bad say, say, like case of ALS is like four years. It's like nothing. It's 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 like no time at all. Like think if you only had four years to live, like you man, it was crazy. Every single time I thought I think about it or talk about it, it's it's still amazing to me. But so whenever my dad went to go make the funeral arrangements and make all the decisions and stuff like that, as he was sifting through things and, and found the documents and all that kind of stuff, he found that my mom actually had already made the funeral arrangements. Like that's sorry if I like this, like this specific part of the, like this specific story chokes me up a little bit, but um, the reason it's so impactful is because in someone's, everybody goes through things and I understand everybody's issues are their own perspective. What you go through determines what's hard, but she did literally the hardest thing in the world in simulating her own funeral. Like not like normal people where everyone's heard like, all right, cool. Like think about who's at your funeral. Like it's not a simulation. Like she actually had to visualize herself like passing away before it happened. And the fact that she could fight through that much emotion to be able to do something that she didn't want other people to do was the strongest thing that I've ever seen, heard of, imagined in my entire life. And for that, for that reason, every single day something hard comes up, every single day, you know, that something great happens, it's a lot like it's it's everything is for her anymore at this point uh because i know if she were here she'd either be whipping me into shape because i'd be you know messing around doing some stupid shit and she'd be the first one to yell at me or or she would be uh or she would be you know giving me love and i think that's that's the hardest part about um i think that's the hardest part about like obviously her not being here is there's certain times, there's certain days where like the, your mother's love is what you need, you know? And being able to visualize and work towards that work towards making her proud and stuff like that is, is always, um, you know, it's always on my mind. So because of those things, because of how she, developed me and because of how she, you know, she cared for me and loved for me throughout my whole life. Um, it's, it's really awesome to accomplish cool things because you know that everything that's accomplished, at least through my life is going to be for her now and she deserves it and she deserves more. So hopefully that, sorry, didn't mean to get too, uh, <laughs> too emotional with it. I apologize about it, but, um, mother's day is so important to me because they freaking deserve it, man. All the moms out there deserve it. They deserve every bit of praise, every bit of acknowledgement. But yeah. So, Dory Fuller, I love you. I love you, Mama. Happy Mother's Day. Um, I know, I'm, I'm sure our viewers definitely appreciate um, appreciate that as well as, you know, I always appreciate hearing more and learning more about uh about your superhero um and i know that me and you we have a very similar uh a very similar 
background in terms of our our lives. Um, you know, I know your mom passed away at, when you were young, and uh, my father passed away when I was young, and it kind of uh, thrusted my uh, thrusted my mom into uh, into that superhero role that you uh, you know that you look up to your mom in. Um, I mean, growing up, um, when I was about 18 years old, you know, my mom obviously got remarried at one point and then divorced again and got thrust into the superhero role again. And that's the one, that's where I remember it the most when I was about 18 to, you know, 20, 21 years old, um, just watching her, um, work three jobs just to keep a, keep a roof over our heads. Um, uh, we were living in a one bedroom apartment in, uh, is is actually a studio. We were living in a a studio apartment where one side of the wall was the living room, one side of the wall was the bedroom, um, and she was working three jobs to keep a roof over our heads while I slept on the couch and on an air mattress. Um, you know, I would wake up in the morning um, to go work. I was working in a warehouse at the time. I'd wake up in the morning to work in a warehouse, and uh, my mom would already be gone. She'd already be at the hospital, and you know. Uh, nurses are obviously extremely underpaid. I think in Chicago, she's probably making around thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars a year trying to support me and her. It just wasn't doing. You know, I would go to work, I would go to school, I would come back uh, home, and she still wouldn't be home because she'd be working at a uh, at the restaurant that we that we lived above. We lived above the, above a a restaurant. She'd be catering, doing some catering stuff down there. Um, and I, I just watched her, you know, do everything she could to provide me with a great life. And I think that's what honestly set me up for success. You know, I watched my mom do that and I realized that I was now, I was now obligated to become successful and give back to my mom, um, after how much she sacrificed just to, you know, put some food in my belly, some clothes on my back and a roof over of my head. You know, um, I remember one time we were driving up to a conference and I, and I remember, I think it was me and I think you were in the car, Kev, and I think it was with Joe. I think Joe had just started and, uh, we call, uh, we called it our fuck it moment. And I just remember, you know, watching my mom do this while I was, you know, living on a pullout couch or an air mattress, whatever felt more comfortable that evening. And, uh, I just said, fuck it. You know, I can't let my mom keep doing this. My mom's not going to, you know, work herself to death um, until, you know, until just forever. Like, I just can't do it anymore. And, you know, I, I owe everything that I have to my mom. And I think it's it's funny because, you know, after starting my own business and getting all this going, I still don't think she completely understands what I do. Um, there was one time I was running a meeting recently and she was like, uh, she was like, I answered the phone in the middle of my meeting at 7.30. And she goes, oh, you're still doing that, huh? You're still running meetings. And I was like, yeah, mom, uh, <laughs> things haven't changed. Yeah, I still own my own business. And now everything I do is, uh, or not, I mean, not everything I do, um, but a lot of what I do is to give back to her. I mean, now I'm able to go down to Knoxville, take her to restaurants in the middle of the day, you know, be there when she needs me to be. And eventually I'm going to be, I'm going to build a house and there'll be a guest house on it, uh, attached to my house where, where she'll be able to stay. I tell her that all the time. Um, I think that sometimes what our moms have, uh, sacrificed for us, like, uh, Kevin was talking about and, uh, 
what they are willing to do for us goes very underappreciated, especially as we grow older. If you are lucky enough and blessed enough to still have your mom in your life, you know, I question, I, 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 I encourage you to question how often and how much quality time you spend with your mom. Um, I, my mom unfortunately moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, um, which was pretty far away from me for a while. And I couldn't see her uh, that often. And I got to thinking like, man, I, if I'm lucky, you know, if I'm lucky, my mom probably has, you know, 20 more years left. Right. And if I stay on this pace of seeing her twice per year, that is 40 more times that I get to see my mom. Um, and that's just something that I'm not fucking cool with, not for the person who sacrificed everything for me. So, you know, I strongly encourage that everybody realizes how much their moms have sacrificed for them, realize how much their moms have done for them. And even if they haven't had the best relationship with their mom growing up to rekindle that relationship and spend quality time, because I think, I don't think there's really anything that's equal to, uh, to a mother's love, like you were saying, Kev. Yeah. Building on that, Danny. Um, I um, fortunately, I've uh, I've been uh, fortunately, I've been very fortunate. Um, fortunately, uh, I actually haven't had to experience uh, either of my parents passing. I'm super lucky in that sense. Um, but you know, my mom definitely had her own fair share of uh, trials and just struggles that she went through. And um, honestly, I can attribute a a handful of very specific. Um, uh, skills, I guess, maybe personality traits that I have, um, to my mom. And I think one of the things that, uh, Kevin complimented me on at the conference this past weekend was my ability to, um, just take a situation in front of me, take the lemons I've got and just make that lemonade. No matter what, I just figure out a way and I just get the stuff done. And that's one thing that I, uh, attribute to, um, my mom. My mom was just uh, like that was her ability to just take whatever situation, just make shit happen. Um, she had like a mantra that I don't even know that I don't even know that she was aware of. Um, but she, like anytime there's an issue, she'd pretty much just say like I will figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. Um, and that was something that I picked up on as a kid uh, inadvertently. That wasn't like there wasn't a moment where I realized that like oh man like that's you know something like, something that I want to be or a skill that I want to have. I think it was just um, innately just passed on to me, and I picked it up from her. Um, so that was one thing, and I think another th a huge part of my personality that. I picked up from my mom that I'm really grateful for um, is just my generosity. Um, I've been told by other people that uh, no matter what, I'm the first person to want to share something. If I have anything, I'm trying to offer it to everyone around me and I want them to um, you know, experience whatever I'm experiencing. And um, just no matter what, I'll just give you whatever I have because just because I want to see the joy of other people experiencing something with me. And um, looking back, I mean, that's definitely something that I got from my mom as well. Um, so yeah, I think those two things are huge, huge attributes that have propelled my career. Um, because one of my biggest, um, one of my biggest, you know, hungers and my biggest why in this business is, um, you know, giving the opportunity that I had in Danny's office back to other people. And I mean, at the core, that kind of goes back to one of the things that my mom instilled in me in an early age. Um, and Danny, I know you said that, you know, even if somebody doesn't have a super great relationship with their mom, it's always worth rekindling. It's always worth fighting for it. It's always worth working on. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously my mom and I have not had the perfect relationship, uh, you know, my entire life. And I don't know anyone who has had the perfect relationship with their mom the entire, their entire life. 
Um, but one of the things that we um, didn't see eye to eye on right away was um, when I let her know that I wanted to leave the grocery industry um, and leave my job at the grocery store. That was, you know, very, um, it was a union job. So the benefits were awesome. Pay was great. Um, you know, it was the type of job where I could have just, just done the rest of my life um, and gotten by with, but I wanted more than that. So um, I told her that I was quitting my job to go do a commission sales job whenever I had never done commission and I had never done sales. Um, so obviously, uh, just because she loves me and wants the best for me, she was um, not 100% on board with that plan, which uh, in, in hindsight, I can respect that, obviously. Uh, but in the moment, um, the specific verbiage she used was she said, I should at least stay on part time so that when this doesn't work out, I have a backup plan. And, you know, when my mom said when this doesn't work out instead of if um, that just lit a fire under me and it made me want to you know, prove her wrong and uh, made me want to go do it that much more. Um, and so, I mean, one of those one of those things that, you know, someone else might just focus on as a complete negative and they might use it to fuel them in the wrong way of like, oh, my parents didn't believe in me. My parents didn't blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, I know that it was just, you know, not the correct verbiage for her to choose, but that a part of me also understood that that subconsciously meant that she didn't think it was going to work out. And even though I know that she wants the best for me, um, that just fired me up to want to prove her wrong. Um, so yeah, building on what Danny said, I think, um, regardless of what may or may not have happened in different people's lives and what their current status of their relationship is with their mom. Um, I don't know. I think, I think mother's day is the best time to, uh, just check in on your relationship with your mom and just make sure that it's, make sure that it's in a place that you're okay with potentially leaving it forever. Cause you never know when, uh, a mother's day is going to be the last mother's day that you have with your mom. Everybody here at Never Going Back, we all just kind of want to pay our respects to moms, all of them, everywhere, especially since they all love Kevin, apparently. They all love me, every one of them. It's not their fault. I'll give them that. It's not their fault. It's a superpower of mine. Did you double underhook them? No, oh my gosh. <laughs> On that note, the we podcast, are wrapping double up. Double underhook podcast coming soon. The double underhook um, podcast coming soon. Episode four, double, double underhook themed. Oh man, that might be a little close. I think I have to mentally check myself in quite a bit for the Double Underhook podcast. But um, yeah, in regard, like for the the Mother's Day podcast, guys, make sure you're spending time with your moms. Make sure you're spending times with your moms on on Mother's Day. It's if it's not for you, it's for them, and they've done an, they've done enough. You're here, so the fact that you have a life, you know, they kind of did that. So let's make sure we're paying our respects to them. Whatever they want is what they get. So, um, hopefully this helped a little bit and, um, everybody has different relationships with their moms, but you should all have, you should all have one right all on. love out there to the moms and that's a wrap. Toodles. Wrap.